welcome to the Me Plus Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Benita Bench, a coach for mothers, author, speaker, and mum of four boys. Me Plus Motherhood is for all mothers who want to reclaim me in motherhood. If you are ready to return to and love the new you, find your spark again, gain clarity and confidence, improve your mindset and give yourself permission for health and happiness, you're in the right place. Hey everyone, thank you for joining me for episode 21 of the Me Plus Motherhood podcast. I would like to express my sincere thanks and gratitude to each of you for tuning in for the first 20 episodes of my podcast. I've received some lovely feedback from some of you who've been listening to the episodes. Um, I hope you've been enjoying the guests that I've been speaking to. I hope you've enjoyed the insights, the stories, the information, and all of what we cover on this show and that it's beneficial for you. I would truly welcome your feedback or if you have an idea of something you'd like me to talk about on the show, you can actually submit a question or a a topic via my website, benitabench.com on the podcast page, um, or you can send me a DM or an email anytime. I would also really love it if you could leave a rating or a review and, and share the podcast throughout your social media or tell your friends about it, your fellow mums. Um, I'd love to get as many listeners as possible so that we can continue to work on our mission at BB headquarters to support as many mums as possible to find their spark again, to feel purpose again in motherhood, to really reclaim their sense of self and who they are to feel empowered and confident and help them to thrive in motherhood. So I'm actually recording this episode sitting on the bed at my parents' house. (laughs) I'm um, three days post-surgery. I had an ACL reconstruction on my right knee on Monday. Today's Thursday. So I've been taken care of by my mum the last few days, which has been so lovely and I've been relieved of mothering duties which at the moment I can't even um, fathom how how I would do that but I'm heading home tomorrow back to Adam and the kids Um, so I'll 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 be on easy street for a little bit longer but the noise levels and the flurry of activity in our home will increase as of tomorrow Um, although I can't wait to see them because it's been it's been five days since I've seen them all Um, my surgery went went really well and um, I'm on the road to recovery thank you after a a small incident at soccer training with my kids where I stepped awkwardly and twisted my knee and um, tore my ACL and strained my MCL and tore my medial meniscus so um, it's been quite an interesting couple of months but I'm really pleased that everything's on the right track now So I hope the audio quality of this podcast is okay as I speak into my headphones and don't have my normal recording equipment with me. So when this goes live, this episode, I'm actually going to be in Sydney. As you listen to this, I'm in Sydney at the Oz Mumpreneur Conference and Awards Night, which is on Thursday, the 24th of August, which will be the day after this episode goes live. I'm so honoured and delighted to have been nominated for an Osmumpreneur Award by my friend and mentor, Karen Brooke. 
Karen nominated me and then I chose the categories that I wanted to apply for um, the award categories I wanted to apply for and thankfully have become a finalist in the women's champion category and a finalist in the people's choice category for health and wellness. So thank you so much for those of you who have who voted for me in the people's choice award and I'll let you know how I go in the women's champion award category which is all about recognizing women who champion other women through empowerment, employment and leadership. So um, it's been an amazing experience to be a part of and I have no doubt that the conference is going to be really educational and amazing networking experience. So I'm really excited about that in a couple of weeks time. So for today's show, I am actually going to read you out a very um, personal, raw, vulnerable letter that I wrote at the end of November in 2018. I'm reading this to you because it's been on my heart for a while and it sets the context for the work that I do with mums. It gives a little bit of, I guess, background to, to my experiences, some of the hardships I've gone through with mental health during my motherhood journey and I guess what lit the fire in my belly to want to support mums not wanting them to ever feel this way or to ever feel like they're alone in feeling this way. So I'm going to read the letter out, which is a letter that I penned to a group of mums who with children of similar ages to me at that time, to mine, um, all with little, little ones. Our boys at the time, our youngest was eight months old. Our twins were two years and nine months and Bruce, our eldest was four years and nine months so we had four under five and the the mums that I wrote this letter to all had children around, around that stage, around that um, time, around that stage and age. So I wrote this, to, this letter to them after going through what I called at the time a breakdown um, in order to share with them that I guess the way we look on the surface isn't always how we're feeling underneath and to let them know that they weren't alone if they had ever felt the way that I did. So I'm going to read this out and I think it's a really nice reminder that sometimes we don't know what's going on behind the scenes and people's struggles can be invisible. So here goes. To my fellow mums of little people, I feel compared to something with you. As mums, we're good at being strong, we're good at looking after others, and no matter how sleep-deprived we are, we get up and we get on with it. We don't want to burden others with our issues, we often don't ask for help when we need it, and we try not to complain because someone is always doing it tougher than us. We keep ourselves together for our kids, our partners, our businesses, our communities, and maybe occasionally for ourselves. A lot of people have made comments to me about being a super mum and I feel like they say it in a way that gets them down on themselves like I'm not coping and I only have two kids or I shouldn't complain I only have three kids not four etc. I've never felt comfortable with the super mum statement. I want you to know that there are definitely times that I don't cope and here is the proof that when you're pushed 
yourself too hard for too long, it all comes crashing down. I want to talk to you about overwhelm. Not the, gee, I feel a bit overwhelmed today kind. I mean the stop you in your tracks, unable to function, debilitating overwhelm. The overwhelm that rises up and grabs you by the throat and shakes you, demanding that you stop and take notice of it. Complete physical, mental and emotional overwhelm. Breaking point. I call it the black hole. That's where I was at one month ago on Tuesday, 30th of October 2018 at 5pm in the afternoon, standing in the kitchen surrounded by a million groceries, four children to feed, bath and get to bed, harvest workers to feed and no one to help me do it. All I wanted to do was curl into a ball on the floor and cry run screaming down the paddock or get in the car and drive away. In my head, all I could think think was things like, I hate this. I don't want to do this. This is too much. I don't know what to do. I was so paralysed. I literally could not make a decision about what to do next. I had been to a psychologist in Gundawindi that day to try and talk through what I was feeling and get some strategies in place to get through it. I drove home feeling better and thought, I'm okay, I'll get through this. But when I got home, it hit me again. There is no reprieve. There is no escape from this. I rang one of my dear friends and yelled and cried down the phone to her and did what we all have to do, forced myself to get on with it because there were people depending on me. I felt mentally ill for a period of about a month before this time and a few weeks after, not just stressed. I was quite concerned about my mental health. I was finding it hard to concentrate and to make decisions. I was so angry all the time at everything. I was yelling and frustrated. I felt like a caged tiger and everything felt hard. I was catastrophizing and the little, littlest things would set up a cascade of negative thoughts in my mind. I was so incredibly hard on myself and unable to let things go. I was having anxiety attacks and my scalp was intensely itchy from anxiety. I was having panic attacks when in the kitchen because I could not handle the boys coming in there and creating chaos when I was already in such an internal chaotic state. But I just kept thinking it will get better when I get a break or more sleep or once harvest is over or when I get more time. But the break didn't come and in fact the load just got bigger with school holidays and sick children and too much to do and not being able to complete what I needed to. It had been a long, slow build-up. Now that I think about it, probably for two years and eight months since our beautiful twin boys arrived into the world, and then Lawson, our youngest, and then an intense period leading up to breaking point, and then finally the trigger, which was our grain harvest. When I put it all down on paper, I discovered layers upon layers of frustration indecisiveness, self-sabotage, pleasing others, perfectionism, anger, resentment, anxiousness, loss of identity, guilt, fear of bad things happening, suppression of self and fear of failure, then a layer of sleep deprivation on top of all of that. I realised that since I've not done any personal development work, basically since having Bruce, and I have devoted myself completely to our kids and business, I've lost myself and slowly become a person that I don't want to be. There is only so much you can give until you have nothing left to give. 
for you or for anyone. I had developed many bad habits and negative thought programs that caused me undue stress day after day. And I would repeat them day after day after day. I was so pent up and going around in circles, trying to get things done, but getting nowhere. I'd gotten so far down a black hole full of obligation that I'd forgotten what it was like to actually be present and truly experience and enjoy life. Worst of all, I could see that the state I was in was starting to impact on our boys and that really broke me. I have no doubt it felt worse in my mind than how I appeared on the outside because I was still functioning functioning normally in inverted commas, even at the worst point when in my mind I was screaming for help and then eventually actually looking for help. No one really came. Everyone was too busy or maybe they knew I would get through it. I don't know, but at the time I didn't feel like I could get through it. That's been hard to swallow, but it has turned out to be a positive as I've had to dig deep and find some solutions on my own. I've been doing a lot of honest self-discovery and self-examination in the past month since that time. I'm peeling back the layers and exposing raw all of it. I'm re-evaluating on a micro and big picture level how I operate and what I want. I've got a long way to go, but it feels good to be on a better path and to walk up out of the black hole. I'm feeling better and I know I will be better for this. My goal is to find calm in myself despite the chaos. I'm not writing this letter to you for sympathy or because you need to do anything. I'm writing it purely so that you know if you ever feel this way, you are not alone. And I'm here for you if you ever want or need a friend. I've learned that being vulnerable and sharing our stories gives others permission to do the same. And since we are a little community of mums going through the same stage of life together, why not be honest? We are all perfectly imperfect. I'm so glad to be on this journey with you all. Thank you for listening. Love, B. So it's almost five years ago since I wrote that letter and I'm so grateful now that I actually did put it, put it in writing so that I can look back on it. I can see now that what I was going through was was burnout. I probably at the time would have called it um, a nervous breakdown. But what I know now is that I had postnatal anxiety, um, probably some postnatal depression and, and a good dose of burnout at the time because I've since, I've since learned so much about myself and so much about mental health and been through burnout probably twice since then as well. I'd like to record an episode dedicated to burnout at some stage to talk about the stages of burnout and how we move through stages and how to intervene and seek help at different points. Um, so I've done a lot of self-exploration work since that time and it was actually working with a coach that helped me to get out of feeling that way when I wrote this letter. I recognised that I wasn't going to fix myself by simply running myself a warm bath or going for a walk or adding in um, some deep breathing, although, those, although the, those things were also important. I knew that if I didn't want to end up in the same place again because it wasn't the first time when this happened, I had been through burnout um, a couple of times during high school, during my business career, during infertility, um, and when this episode happened in 2018, 
probably one of the worst time where I felt probably the worst I'd ever felt. I decided I never wanted to go back there. Um, and I knew that in order to not end up back there, I needed to change the way I operated at a cellular level. I needed to change the programming. I didn't just need to change things at the behavioural level. I needed to go back to the root cause and address what was going on in my subconscious mind, in my belief system, in my thinking patterns, um, in my neurological pathways that were wired and were leading me to having the same thoughts, feelings and, and behaviours that got me to this point of burnout. So, I mean, obviously I had never been at that point in motherhood before. It was all a completely new experience, having the pressures of young children and not much help and all the other pressures I was applying to myself. I also firmly believe that it wasn't just the fact that I had so much on my plate. It was that I was feeling I was no longer doing anything that brought me joy other than the children and the farm. I wasn't doing, I wasn't expressing my creativity. I wasn't doing things that really lit me up and that I felt like gave me a strong purpose because of what I've since discovered about myself through lots of personal development is that I like to know I'm making a meaningful contribution to the world in some way and that writing is what lights me up and contributing and those are parts of me feeling like my true self and expressing myself authentically. So I actually sent this letter out to a group of women and I was quite blown away by the response that I received back from them. Um, it felt like a great idea at the time when I emailed them and then I had a complete vulnerability hangover and felt so ashamed and embarrassed and wanted to take it all back and, you know, it was so kind of, I felt silly, I suppose, but within 24 to 48 hours, I had received a response from all of them in some way or form, an email or a call or a text or something. And pretty much all of them said, I know how you feel. I feel the same way sometimes too. Um, and some admitted to needing medication to support them with depression. And some said that they wish they, they felt like walking out at times as well. And it, I think it was at that point that I really felt there's so many mums who feel this way. Um, and I, I didn't know it at the time that it's where I wanted to focus my energies as a coach. But looking back, I think it's probably where the spark came from, knowing that, wow, there's a lot of women out there just like me who feel this way, maybe to different degrees and maybe in, it shows up differently, but there's a lot of people who are having this invisible struggle. What I, what I have found difficult every time that I have encountered a period of poor mental health is that my, my struggle is invisible and anyone who encounters periods of, of poor mental health on that continuum of mental health probably say the same thing, that if, if you have a broken leg or, like, for example, I'm on crutches at the moment, people can see that I'm injured or that I've had surgery. But when you're, when you're feeling so low and you're at rock bottom 
And you are feeling like at that point, I literally did not know if I could continue to care for my children. I just wanted to leave. Not because I didn't love them, not because I didn't love being a mum, because I was so, I had neglected my own needs for so long that I couldn't even identify with them anymore. So I felt like I was crying for help, but I felt like no one really understood how terrible and low I actually felt because you can't see it on the surface. So it's such an invisible battle. So I would say for everyone listening, and and for some of you this might resonate, that if someone does share with you how they're feeling, be really sure to pay attention because, yes, they might get through it and, yes, it might not seem like they're that bad, but within themselves they might be feeling really terrible. Um, So that's one point I wanted to make, that it is an invisible battle and I think when you are a capable person, and you've got through challenges in the past, people will think, oh, she'll be okay. She'll be right. She'll get through it. She just needs a sleep or she just needs something. Um, you know, people will assume. Sometimes you have to make it really, really clear. Sometimes you have to say something or do something in such a way that will help people to pay attention in a way that they never have before. Burnout is a whole topic in itself that I think is so relevant to, to mums and that I will do an episode on. And I also wanted to touch on this topic of super mum. I don't think it's healthy for us to put the term super mum under lights. I don't think there's any difference between a mum and a super mum. I think all mums are super mums. Whether regardless of how many children you have, whether you're engaged in paid work outside of the home or not, whether whatever you have been through, whatever you are doing whatever you have on your plate, you are a super mum. All mums are super mums. I really don't think it's helpful for us to use the label super mum in our society. And I still sometimes get called a super mum. And I, 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 it, it doesn't sit well under my skin because it, it implies comparison and it implies judgment that I'm doing something better or more than another mum when in fact we are all doing our best to be the best version of ourselves, to be the best version of ourselves for our families and to live life in the way that we we want to. So I'd, I'd encourage you to perhaps it's, I don't know if it's in your vocab or not, um, but perhaps if you are ever tempted to use the word or the term super mum, to think about it carefully and how it can be perceived because whenever that term's been directed at me, there's, it, it, it has a connotation attached to it for the other person who's involved that they're not as much of a super mum or they're not handling as much. And we absolutely don't need to feed into any sense of comparison or judgment um, in, our, in our society. We're all here to support one another and you're all amazing. All mothers are incredible. So I'm going to leave it there. If anything in this episode has sparked something for you, you triggered something for you, please feel free to reach out to me. It's, it, I've shared little pieces of this story in, in writing over the, at times during the last few years, um, but I've never actually read the entire piece. So I hope it's helpful. 
I hope it helps you to know that you're not alone and you are normal if you have ever felt any of these feelings. And also that I guess there's always light at the end of the tunnel. There's always people to support you if you do feel low. And what got me out of the black hole was A, with myself about where I was at. And when I said in my letter that I, I sat down and wrote out how I was feeling, that is literally what I did. I got a big piece of butcher's paper out and I just started to write all of the feelings, everything I'd been su suppressing and bottling up for years is that I had been pushing down and pushing to the side and pushing through. I got it all out onto butcher's paper. I took a photo of it. Um, I sent it to a couple of people in my world and said, this is how I'm feeling. And once I actually saw it on paper, I went, wow, no, un no wonder I feel like shit, basically. No wonder I'm not coping. Um, and then the next step was knowing that I actually need to get some help. And I approached a coach and started in her program, which was a huge turning point for me. Again, um, for the same reasons that I mentioned earlier, just knowing that I needed to, I needed to go back to the root cause. And this is what, this is the work that I do with mums. We peel back the layers. We go back to the real you, the true you. We face the fears, um, the limiting beliefs, the stories you're telling yourself. Some of it is not very comfortable to actually unearth and to and to to work through and to dig through. It's not all fun, but I promise you that it's worth it. Because when you start to actually look yourself in the mirror and address what's truly going on, um, there's so much to be gained from that. There's so much growth in that discomfort and. And although it's not comfortable sometimes, and it gives you a starting point and it gives you a place to work from and a launching pad. And the, the breakdown becomes your breakthrough. It becomes the foundation of, of which you then launch into your next phase. It becomes your, the next thing that you build strength from to, to face your next exciting chapter. So if you need support, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, send me a DM, send me an email, reach out to me or my team, go to the website benitabench.com and contact us. It's not worth staying stuck and it's not worth staying feeling like how my letter describes. There's too many precious days to enjoy, to stay feeling like that. And there always is a solution and a way out and so many resources and people that can support you. Okay, sending lots of love and I hope that's helpful to you. Go well, and I look forward to speaking to you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Me Plus Motherhood podcast. If you've loved this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share with other mothers. If you are on the journey of motherhood, ready to reconnect with who you are, find your spark again and shine your light bright, head on over to benitabench.com or my handle is at benitabench on Instagram and Facebook to connect with me there. See you in the next episode.